Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Thank you. Next. <laughs> okay. First things first, your exes should be blocked. You know, acknowledging the good things and moving on. We're not about bad vibes here. Are you relationship experts? No. No. <laughs> My pants were wet. <laughs> it ain't even about BDE anymore. It's about thank you next energy, yeah? Christmas is it's pretty much here, around the corner. Have you put a Michael Bublé poster up in your room for Christmas? Absolutely no way. I thought you liked Michael Bublé. I do, I do like him, but I've got I've got like a mental image of him being like wheeled out of like his bed at this time of year. Like, come on, it's time to be awake now, Michael. It's time to rise. Yeah, it's uh, like back from the dead. Why does that sound like Jesus? He is Jesus-like. I feel like Christmas has snuck up on me this year. Do you? Even though we've been drumming it down your throat all freaking month. Pretty much. Welcome back to Thank You Next, the podcast that transforms the turds in your life into life lessons. I'm Hardy. And I bought Raj a Christmas present only because she lives all the seasons to their greatest glory, which inspires me, if I'm honest. I asked her to guess what it is because I thought it was really obvious. And now she thinks she knows what it is. Do you think you know what it is? I think I know what it is, but I I don't want to break her heart and like guess openly and be like, I know what it is. You tried to hide it under someone else's presents and act like those presents were your presents because I didn't see the other presents. I didn't try to act like they were mine. You hid it in between other presents. So then I looked at the top present. I was like, oh, I don't know what that is. Then I was like, oh, that's a DVD. And then I realized that that wasn't the present that you gave me. That was a present someone else gave me. And I guessed that one correctly. So I'm pretty sure I've guessed this one correctly. I wasn't trying to give the illusion that I gave you <laughs> I just That was the illusion that I had. I was like, wait, the top one must be what she gave me. So like, that's a DVD. It, like- the paper's <laughs> just see-through and I didn't want you to read what it was. Oh, is it see-through? Yeah, it's just a bit see-through. So I didn't want you to know what it is. But now you're going to go look, aren't you? Oh, wait, I'm not going to look. I'm not going to look. I'm not going to look at all. Anyway, if you didn't know, I'm Raj. I didn't ask Hardeep to guess what her presents were. So I know she has no idea what they are. I've got no clue. I actually picked one out. My mum was here and I was like, I can't believe Raj bought me all these presents. And then I picked one out and I was like, I've got no idea what this is and put it back down again. Which one did you pick out? The little one? It was like a bottle looking shape. It's not whiskey, don't worry. Yeah, obviously. Anyway, if you're a regular listener here, you know that we like to reflect on the L's we've taken in relationships, in life, maybe even in our dreams. Last night, I had a dream that I wanted to clean my ears with a cotton bud, which is something that no one should ever do because every time I do it, I'll get an ear infection. But I do have an addiction to doing it. It's like, you know, when Sleeping Beauty wants to prick her finger on that. Mm. It's like someone's cursed me to be like, so last night I had a dream that I was looking for a cotton bud and I opened the cotton bud jar and there was just all dirty cotton buds in it. Did you put it in your ear? No, I was like, oh, I can't put it in my ear now. Is this a sign? Like, so that was really weird. But anyway, so like, you know, sometimes you have a dream that you're trying to make sense of and like, We can do that here because sometimes even your dreams are trying to teach you things. And I feel like that dream was trying to teach me to not clean my ears with cotton buds. I find it so satisfying. I'm not going to lie. I did pick up an earbud today and like, you know, do a little. All right. So your dream meant nothing to you. But it was trying to teach me. My dream was, it was trying to teach me something. It tried and you didn't listen. That's why we do this podcast. (laughs) 
Yep. And when we say relationships, we're not always talking about romantic ones because I think they get enough action airtime. We're talking about all are the different relationships in your lives, so your family, your mates, your neighbours, housemates, colleagues, bosses, side things, everything. I ain't got a side thing, but still. You were acting like you had one. That was going to be my next question, but okay. I was like, who's that then? Is it someone I've met recently? Don't know. Someone you've met? Shut shut your mouth, bro. (laughs) Shut your mouth. So, you know, sometimes we talk about relationship lessons that we found in pop culture, and as you know, it's Christmas. You know what's coming. It's the Thank You Next Christmas special. Last year, we watched The Holiday, starring Cameron Diaz, Kate Winslet, Jack Black, and Jude Law. Jude Law's all right, isn't it? Mm. He's so your type. I don't know why you even... He's too bait. Okay, all right. So you want it a bit more low-key. We found so many relationship red flags in The Holiday, though. The whole film is a red flag. So if you haven't heard that yet, make sure you go back and find it. It's like the December episode last year. Scroll through and find it. So this year, we couldn't decide whether we wanted to do a film or a Christmas song or a set of Christmas songs. So we handed over the power to you and we asked you to tell us what you wanted on our Insta polls. I was bitterly disappointed, just like the bitter weather, when you guys said you wanted to do Christmas films because I really want to do Christmas songs this year. You told me you hate Christmas songs. Yeah, I do hate them, but like just fancied picking them apart and seeing what we could find. Yeah, there is one film that sticks out, though, that a lot of people wanted. So... Kimberly wanted Last Christmas, Monica wanted Elf, Gurm wanted Die Hard. I don't think that's a Christmas film. I think anything that has a Christmas scene in it, it's a Christmas film. This is what I was saying to you. We could have done Mean Girls because it's got a really famous Christmas scene in it. A lot of films have Christmas scenes in it though. What about Bella in Twilight when she's sitting there crying like, and it's like... <laughs> I think a lot of people probably watch Twilight at Christmas, don't you reckon? Twilight's a banger. When I Am King wanted Love Hard. Letitia wanted Edward Scissorhands. Vaish wanted all of the Terminator movies. I've, I've never seen Terminator. <laughs> not a surprise. The one that everyone wanted, which is, again, not a surprise, was Love Actually. I wasn't sure about this because Raj is not a fan. One of our listeners' shows said, there's no gay characters. There's no brown ones either. BTW. It's like brown people don't exist in London, mate. Yeah, it's actually mental. There's no brown people in the Prime Minister's office. This was pre-Preeti Patel. <laughs> oh yeah, fucking hell. It's not very inclusive. I was trying to think about the gay stuff, right? Like, are, is there any gay representation? And there was a moment where, you know, the best friend that's in love with his best friend's wife. Mm. There's an American lady that says to him, like, are you in love with him? Yeah. Because of how he's staring at them when they're having their first dance. Yeah. So I feel like it's hinted at. There's things, they, they skirt around it but they never really quite get to it. Mm. The dad also says to the kid, when you're in love with a girl, he goes, he, she. I didn't realise that the first time. Yeah, that was pretty woke for the time as well. Considering this was released in 2003 when people were not woke in the least bit, I thought that that was really smart of Liam Neeson, of all people, action star Liam Neeson, to be like, he or she. And then he was like, she. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's the first time I've seen Liam Neeson in a film too, you know. Oh, so you haven't seen Taken? No, but I know about them. Yeah, mate. Those Taken movies, they are always on TV. They're, my dad is always watching them. That's so, I've gotten so used to seeing Liam Neeson say the same five lines over and over again that I forgot he was an actor and that he could do something like this. Damn. I quite liked him in this. I quite liked him in this. And that's what I was going to say to you as well. I said it to you earlier. That, like, I feel like he challenged a lot of toxic masculine stereotypes like he cries in this movie but then emma thompson's like stop crying because no one's gonna want to shag you if you carry on i thought that was a bit ruthless actually some people said really 
really outrageous things in this movie, which we're going to get to. This film's also a bit of a walking red flag. But anyway, so yeah, we watch Love Actually as you wanted. And all of our relationship lessons are from there this week. I know I've said on this podcast a million times that I hate this movie with a passion, that Richard Curtis could do better. But when I sat down to watch it, I don't know if I've softened, if I've changed as a person, if I've grown, I don't know, maybe little things don't annoy me as much anymore. But I was, I remember being so annoyed by this movie, hating it passionately. Uh, it's, it's all right. It's an all right movie. You've grown to like it. There were bits that I thought were, okay, this is stupid. This guy is a dick. This woman should not be saying this. This should not be coming out of your mouth. But I can't even remember what pissed me off about it so much. But I think the thing that I hate is that it tries to do so many things at once. And there's way too many people in there mm. you're not doing justice to the majority of those storylines and then i hated the way that they tied it they tried to tie everything together at the end of like every mofo in this film knows everyone by like this like crisscross 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 wasn't it just a bit messy i thought that i still think that's a bit of a mess but whatever fine it's a christmas film whatever my hands are up i'm surprised that you have softened towards this film however i did watch it for the very first time a week ago for my own viewing pleasure what made you do that? Because I was like, well, I haven't seen it. I've not seen this film ever. Everyone goes on about it, so I should give it a whirl. And then when I was watching it last week, I hated it. So one thing I can't stand is how British London it is. It's so London, which irritates me. And their accents are all London and they're all white. And I'm just like... They're not, Ugh. though. They're so posh. Like, I don't know anyone that posh that talks like that in London. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. They're posh. It's just... It's a, it's a very, like, posh, wankery, Bridget Jonesy yeah. London. It's, it's something I can't relate to. It's not made for us in mind. Do you know what I mean? And it's of it is of its time. Bear in mind, this was 2003 when I think... I don't know. Was anything happening in Brown Town in 2000? When was when did Better Like Beckham come out? Around then, and I was thinking this as well, like Kira Knightley, mm. she's had a career. What about our girl Jess? She has obviously done stuff, but like... No, Jess has moved on and it's yeah, just Jess moved, has on moved on to grown on. up projects and she moved to the States. But like Kira Knightley was in fucking Pirates of the Caribbean and that. Kira Knightley was casting everything at that time and I re- she was like the girl of that era. One film that I think you might like in terms of that, it, there are, I remember seeing at least one brown person in it, but even then there's not more than one, I don't think, is Last Christmas. Maybe you'll like it. I don't know. But as in, it's got a bit more representation. But I think they've started to move into a better direction. Representation-wise, do you feel like there were a lot of black characters? There were, but they were all side characters. Yeah. All like, say a little word here and there. One word. Like, none of them are main characters. Even the guy that's married to Kira Knightley, so he's black. He says, like, three words. Yeah, like, he's not really essentially part of that storyline. He's like an invisible force in that storyline. He's just there. Yeah, it's pretty mad. But um, whatever, it's all right. Like, I'll, I'll say at least there were some people in there whatever someone it was 2003 what can we say not having it not on my watch yeah the film starts yeah i just thought the way it started as well was so it pissed me off the minute it started and i was like am i not gonna like this am i not gonna is this how cheesy it's gonna be and it was like whenever things get gloomy in the world i think of the arrival gates at heathrow and it's like no one in this day and age would ever say that because i think when we think of heathrow we think of so many things now i don't i don't and he mentioned the twin towers as well yeah he said that <laughs> he was like when when the twin towers were going down uh i'm sure no one made calls of hate they all made calls of love or something along those but lines. then he made like, like a little that. caveat he was like i don't think so anyway like he it wasn't a fact he was he said something and then he was like oh yeah yeah. to my knowledge and i was like well to your... <laughs> it was like what all right who grew up bruv like thank you um <laughs> I, it was, I found that quite heartwarming though a little bit because he's like the arrival gates like it 
conjures like in your head nice like you don't see anyone Does there it? like oh, fuck off like oh my god i don't know in my head i feel like there's so many narratives that go through my head of arrival gates of things that are happening yeah like maybe someone that's had a fucking forced marriage that's walking through and like heading into their <laughs> all right rash i'm just thinking of like happy families like greeting their or partners or whatever the way i was watching that was like you know nothing about what happens at heathrow mate yeah yeah he's never been to heathrow <laughs> Yeah, like shut up. I get you. I understand. I was going to say to you, like, where? What do you like to think of when uh, things are gloomy in the world for you? Shit, that's a good question. Well, I guess I like to think about the love that I do have in my life, love that I have in my life. So you do think of love, just like Hugh Grant? Yeah, I think of like nice things, really nice things. So my mom came this weekend and she baked as my housemate. um, a vegan chocolate cake like she didn't need to do that That's bought me nice. food for like that will last me a week i'm like fucking hell bruv like whoa yeah you gotta nice. appreciate these things i'm oh, very lucky that's nice other thing that i did not realize that and i couldn't remember this film having was the cameos mm. claudia schiffer gets mentioned at the beginning and she turns up at the end of the film you're like whoa who's claudia schiffer she is a supermodel from the 90s oh right she's the lady liam neeson makes friends with at the end of the film oh yeah, so his wife makes a joke throughout the movie, like, oh, uh, you know, if Claudia Schiffer turns up, like, leave me or, you know, things like that. Like, she's constantly Oh, and then she does, that's quite cute. And then she turns up, so it's quite cute. Lyndon David Hall, like, the legend that, I almost cried when I saw Lyndon, so I was like, is that Lyndon? And I was like, oh my God, because, you know, he passed away, like, a long, long time ago. He sang, sexy Cinderella, ow, it's ah. almost midnight, you know, banger. Wait, is he in the church? Yeah, he's a, he's the wedding singer. All right, okay. Oh yeah, and or deck. This and or deck. That was just so funny. That was so good because I've got no idea which one is which, and that is what we're all thinking. So I get it. That was very well written, man. And or deck. And there was very like good. Denise Richards show up. So at the at the end, there's millions of more other people. But yeah, the cameos were mad. The cast is mad. We've already talked about Liam Neeson, Colin fucking Firth, Emma Thompson. I was telling Hardy a story about how Emma Thompson, when she finds the necklace that Snape, you know, Alan, Alan <laughs> gives. Rickman. Yeah, has bought not for her. When she finds it, she actually like, she's talked about this role and she said that she drew from her own experiences. So I told Hardy the backstory, which is about Emma Thompson being married to Kenneth Branagh. And uh, apparently he was having an affair with Helena Bonham Carter. And apparently, you know, she related to the idea of finding presents that weren't meant for her but also just being in a room and crying and then having to like pretend to be happy the next minute when you walk out of the room and hardy was fucking shook when she found out i am fucking dead because all this time yeah people have been talking about emma thompson lately you know the adele thing she's all over twitter and i'm looking at her and i'm like i don't know this but like she exists cool i don't know who she is she's a nobody to me i'm like who the fuck is emma thompson Seriously, then I went, you were like, she's in Harry Potter. And I was like, no, she fucking yeah, ain't. She I is. know everyone who's in fucking Harry Potter. No, you don't. Then, <laughs> well, clearly not. Because then she is actually Professor Trelawney, the divination teacher with a magic ball. Divination, yeah. Look at you, Divination. <laughs> and then you told me that her husband, her ex, is who? Kenneth Branagh. Who is Professor Lockhart in the second film. Yeah. Had an affair with Helena, who's obviously a deaf eater. So I was just like, what the fuck? That information, like I even text my mom, like I don't think I'm going to go over that anytime soon. Wow. For Emma Thompson is first of all, Professor Trelawney. Like I'm dead. Like that's it. 
But yeah, no, I've never had a necklace or found any gifts of anyone giving it to anyone else. And trust me, if I did, I'd kick them. She handled it quite well, man. Mm. Also in the film is Hugh Grant, Tiffany from EastEnders. Man like Martine McCutcheon. She shone in this film. Wasn't she like so natural? This was her first movie from what I remember. She is very good. The thing you were saying though was the fact that she's meant to be all like common and she's got a common voice. That's really irritating that they picked someone from EastEnders and then had her. I mean, I'm glad she's there, but it's a bit irritating, isn't it? That she's meant to be a commoner. That was the storyline, innit? That was meant to be the storyline of a, a love that transcends class, I guess. Wowzers trousers. Well, he doesn't even know her. He just thinks she's fit. And there's also Mr. Bean. Mr. I mean, Bean. Why the fuck not? Where's Mr. Bean? What the fuck's Mr. Bean doing now? I can't remember what Mr. Bean's doing now, but what did you think of that scene where he shows up and like he's the Selfridges person? Like He's well suited to a job like that, I think. <laughs> To work in at Selfridges. Yeah, do you know what I'm putting in fucking lavender in a, in a... Yeah. Oh, I did love that. You'd love that. I feel like you'd enjoy that experience. No, I was like, that's so funny. Like, because what are you going to do with all of that shit? And Alan was just getting so pissed off. Snape, I've never seen Snape in another film. Um, Obviously, I know he's an actor and he does films. He just plays Snape, but in a different... He's literally the same... He has the same voice. He's still moody. Yeah, that's his voice. <laughs> He's just got different clothes on. Same guy. No, 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 no. Oh my God, I'm going to send you some stuff to watch with him in it. There are so many fucking characters in this film. And I think that is, again, quite annoying because me and Harley Pond are not going to name any of the characters by their character names. So like, forgive us for that because there's like 50,000 characters in this film. And if you remember those names, then you deserve a fucking medal. Well done. Write to the PM and ask him to give you a medal. So one character that I wanted to shout out and I had in my notes, because I was thinking about representation and stuff and like, has this film aged well considering it's 2003 and it's 2021 now, we're almost in 2022. There was a black DJ playing at the wedding and he was playing Puppy Love. Now I'm saying, and they call it Puppy Love, like that, yeah. And was, was it the S Club Juniors version? I think it was. I don't, I don't know. I don't, it sounded really old school. It sounded like the old school one. And then he was in a motorhead sweatshirt. And I just thought, hey, look at that subverting stereotypes. Great. And also he was playing a DJ who was bad at what he did. And it's just like, you never see a bad black DJ. I just thought stereotypically, this is a stereotype breaker right now. That's interesting because I saw it as a stereotype because there's a black DJ and there's a black radio presenter. And I was like, course. Let's say I think there was five black characters in total and two were in the creative space. And I was like, mm, okay. <laughs> yeah, mm, yeah, but then it was cool that like he listens to Motorhead, he's playing Puppy Love, like he's also not very good at what he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. Because the stereotype is that everything's cool, right? So it was just like, oh, okay, he was actually uncool. Like who plays Puppy Love at a wedding? But yeah, the soundtrack was fucking banging. I saw you had Dido in your notes. I was like gum fingers up when Dido was like playing. Bro. Bro. Hate Dido. That is not fun. You want to die. I love Dido. You don't. You I don't. love Dido. You don't. I love her. When's the last time you listened I to Dido? I will go down with this ship. Whenever I listen to Magic after a night out in a cab, like they will play Dido and I'll be like, yeah, man, I'm here with you. Dido makes you want to leave this earth. No, it's not It's not that deep, man. Like Di- I like Dido. I, Dido, I have mad respect for you. Like I like you. Also, Sugar Babes. They have the banger. Sugar Babes. That was a banger. I, was I agree. Like, it was like, I'm too lost, lost in you. you. Everything it was fucking banging. Yeah. But guys, that was the fucking warm up yeah, to our love actually episode. That wasn't even, we haven't even started. started. So obviously if you want to say anything about the film, if you want to get in touch with us, if you want to suggest uh, movies you want us to talk about, songs, TV shows, me and Hardy watched a TV show this week, oh which we'll get onto God. very soon. Make sure you get in touch with us. Email us at hithankyounextpodcast at gmail.com. Tell us what you're saying or slide in our DMs. Follow us on socials. It's thank you next 
pod. Next. So we're going to get into shit that's gone down this week. Me and Raj have hung out twice in the last week, which is quite a lot. We went to go see Brown Girls Do It 2 live. Are you sick of me? No. I feel like my love for you has grown, actually. I feel like the same too. I was like, because we spent a night together, everybody. We spent the <laughs> night together. Like we just chilled. We got a cake. Oh my God, we got the pengiest cake ever for our anniversary. It's peng. Shout out to April's Baker because, uh, you know, we like to support independent businesses here. That's what we do. That's what we're about. Yeah, and Brown Girls. That's why we went to go see Brown Girls do it too live. And I think it was very inspiring. I enjoyed it. What were you inspired by, Hardy? Just that they were just like, fuck it. Rabina's pregnant. They're being raw. Nothing's going to stand in their way. I love it. No, it's so true. It's so true. And um, yeah, so if you don't know, Brown Girls Do It Too is a podcast that exists. It's a lot about brown girls talking about sex, which is something that brown women aren't known to talk about. Hardeep's been on there as well. And Poppy's been on here. So yeah, uh, it was a really fun night and they did a little preview of a show that they're bringing to the world next year. So it was like a, a little preview of, of what what's coming and we fucking loved it and we cried at the end and held hands me and holly were holding hands oh yeah we did i forgot about that bit yeah we got we actually both cried i was looking at raj like i'm not crying and like the the tears were already there like were tears coming out of your face it was, cried. So it was so cute but yeah it was one of those where it made you you were laughing out loud and it really made you cry and think and reflect at the end so definitely recommend it to anyone who's into that yeah, check out their Insta. I'm sure they're going to be promoing it. Buy tickets, man. I'd say go. It's a good night. Yeah, we had a good time. We're going to go again. Yeah, we're definitely going to go again. And then the day after, me and Rad celebrated our anniversary. We went ice skating. Made a new friend. She's cute. She's cute. Yeah, she's cute. I enjoyed it. We need to go ice skating again. It was sick. We're going to go to Queensway because we're going to learn how to do it in an indoor skate. And so by the time the outdoor skating comes back next year, we're going to be like, yeah, pros. Proing it up. I just look at my ice skates and they tie up for me, you know? <laughs> that's what, that's where we're going to be. Um, that's so, where yeah. we're going to be because like, mate, it took, I did mine way too tight. It was pet, my feet. I think I almost had bruising on my foot the next oh, day. Oh man. Rash. So yeah, be careful if you're going ice skating. Be careful if you're going ice skating. I went at the Natural History Museum, which is the last time it's going to be there. It was very, it was very scenic. Oh, and then we went on a carousel. Oh yeah, then we went on the little carousel, the little uh, merry-go-round thing. And the guy was like, are you one of those? Because I was like, we have to pick our ponies. Like, we're not going to get on the ride oh that God, has yeah. loads of people. You are one of those though, yes. Well, if you're going to do something, either do it properly or don't do it at all. Do you know what I mean? I am glad that you added that ticket on. Because like, at the time I said to Raj, I was like, oh, let me pay for the ticket. She was like, oh, they got service charge or something. She didn't say, oh yeah, I added on the tickets for the horses. <laughs> <laughs> the horses, I love that you're calling them horses. I'm glad that we went there, the little horses. Yeah, um, it was fun. It was quite fast, wasn't it? <laughs> Raj dragged me around Harrods. Yeah, that was fun. I did go back and buy that shampoo the other day. Oh, did you? Yeah, I went on my after, on Saturday after my facial. You must have been busy. It was okay. No, I just I went straight up the escalators, bash, got my shit, left. Which one? Olaplex. Yeah, I got the Olaplex. I ended up walking to Earl's Court and I ended up walking past Princess Diana's old old flat. Bloody hell. But um, I'm going to go back and look for the plaque because I didn't realise. I just realised because I was ordering a bolt back and then it said Princess Diana's flat on the map bit of the bolt. Oh, shit. And I was like, that's mental. Like, Man. I'm, I'm, but it was bare pop. Loads of Chelsea boys in that area. Loads of like, you would love uh, it. No, I don't love. like Chelsea boys. All right, all right. How did you try to fillet of fish? Oh, my Lord. Pop the cherry. Yeah, so we've been talking about this. Uh, it's a running theme on the podcast. I've never tried a fillet of fish and I tried one for the first time ever. And you know what? I'm not going to tell you what I think of it. You can go on our TikTok and hopefully by the time this episode's out, I've made the TikTok and it's out there. And if it's not, you can just wait. 
I just have to like just add in like one sentence here to just explain that I think filet of fish is one of the best. It's not really a junk food, but one of the best junk foods that exists it is junk on the food. planet. I mean, it's fried in a separate oil to all of the other stuff, which is great. It's on the bounciest, fluffiest brioche bun, the beautifulest tartar sauce, the fakest American cheese. Mm. You're selling it. I'm not sponsored by Filet Fish, by the way, but I was saying to Hardy that my longest standing relationship with anything in this planet, apart from my mum and my dad, is filet fish. I don't believe that. I think there's something else. There must be like chocolate, sweets, like something else that you must have loved. Never. Whenever anything bad will happen to me, my mum would be like, do you want to go to McDonald's? I'll get you a filet. I'll be like, yeah. What about the colour pink? What do you mean the colour pink? You had a relationship with the colour. No, I was I was a proper tomboy. I used to like blue and like I, I didn't like pink when I was a kid. Shit then. Like blue or rise or blue the colour? No, mate. Blue or rise. I've got such bad memories. We'll have to talk about it for another episode. <laughs> Um, but anyway, when we went ice skating, we saw this girl and I was like, Hardy, Hardy, we need to look at this girl. She's got the best hair. And she was fucking stunning. She was brown. She was a very beautiful shade of brown as well. Oh my God. Like, how, how would you describe her skin? Just lovely. Like proper brown, not like us. Not, yeah, not like pasty, like brown, like just so nice. And, uh, she had really beautiful eyebrows, didn't she? And she had the blackest She had the nicest hair. hair. It was in little plaits. It was so nice. And I was like, Hardy, we need to look at this girl's hair. It's so nice. And it, basically I've become obsessed with black hair now because about a week ago I decided to get balayage and I hate it. The most- oh, I hate it. Deli- not the most delicate balayage. It's not even, it's not even that much, Reg. I hate it because it, to me it looks blonde. It looks ginger. It looks, it just doesn't look right. And like, yeah, when I see girls with black hair now, I'm just like, oh, why did I do this to myself? Uh, so then Hardy made me tell her. And I was like, no, I can't tell her. I can't tell her. And then we told her and she was so happy. And she was like, I've just turned 30. So like, I'm getting grays, blah, 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 blah. And whatever. I was like, no, babe, keep your black hair. I am obsessed with black hair at the moment. Another person that has black hair is Veronica from Riverdale. She came up on my TikTok last night. Did she? Because you've been watching Riverdale with me. TikTok knows. I'm obsessed with Charles Melton. He is, what's his name? Is it Reggie? He, yeah, he plays Reggie. Yep, in uh, Riverdale. And I had no idea he was in Riverdale. I just know him from being just- I've told you a million times Yeah, yeah, but like I've not seen it, so I don't believe it. Do you know what I mean? I just know he's a fit baddie. Like, that's all I know. He's a badder. And I watched Riverdale with Raj and he's fucking paying. Hardy was in bed and I was like, I'm going to paint my nails and watch Riverdale and put it on. And Charles Melton was on the screen. So I screamed at her and she was like, I'm in bed. And I was like, okay, but you need to see Charles Melton. She came running down so fast. So what did you think of finally seeing Charles speak, think, act? He didn't let me down, but I understand that maybe his acting is not, is not the strongest. Because <laughs> we watched an episode of Riverdale where he faked cried Hardy. And he couldn't cry. He was just sitting there. His face didn't even look sad. And he just like, what would be wiping a tear? Did the action of wiping a tear. But there was no tear. His eyes weren't even watery. Yeah, he looked happy almost. (laughs) Nearly. Oh my God. He's beautiful and I love him. And I don't care if he's got a missus because he ain't met me yet. And you don't care if he can't cry? I don't care. Uh, I mean, I think maybe that's something he can address, but he doesn't need to cry when he's holding me tightly. It's not a deal breaker for you. No, if he's holding me with his beautiful arms. So basically you are that girl, you're Ariana Grande in Break Up With Your Girlfriend and you're saying to him, break up with your girlfriend. I think I've got a lot to bring to the table personally. Somebody send this podcast to Charles Melton and send him time codes, please. Please. Okay, cool. If you know Charles, send this time code and send this this podcast to him. 
please. And send him Hardeep's Instagram profile. It's Hardzilla. I don't think I offer the things that he would. What do you mean you don't think you'd offer the things that he would? She, like his missus and me, no, I mean. Why? What does she offer him that you can't offer him? We're different people. She just seems like a normal person. So are you. (laughs) What the fuck? Thanks, but uh, next. We're going to get on to our relationship lessons from Love Actually, your fucking favourite Christmas movie. Not mine. Not me or Hardeep. I'm talking to you. I'm talking to you because you listening, you voted for this. You wanted Love Actually. So. Yeah, I think you did. And if you didn't, sorry. If you didn't, let us know what we should have done. You know where we are. Thank you, Next Pod, everywhere. Hardeep, lesson one is coming from you. Cool. So one taught me. Not to take things out on the people who are closest to me. I feel like in this film, you cannot help but see, you know, the old washed up singer guy who said he was a addict, heroin addict or whatever, who's trying to make a comeback. I hate this character so much. He plays one of the Minister of Magic or whatever in Harry Potter, if anybody wants to know. It's Bill Nye. Why do you hate him? Because I feel like this character literally represents white male privilege, like even in this day and age. And I don't know how we palleted it then, but like looking at it now, I'm just like, oh mm. my God, you are literally the walking embodiment of white male privilege because he makes this song and it's a wet, wet, wet cover. Love is all around me. And they just change one word. Christmas is all around me. Yeah, that's it. Mm. He can't sing for shit. Yeah, the other thing is he's got no talent. B, then he's sitting there and he's like, oh, um, this is a shit song, isn't it? To his manager. And his manager's like, yeah, solid gold shit. And it's like, so you guys know that you're just making shit and you're putting it out there and you're expecting it to be successful because of what? Because of your white male privilege. And it just carries on and on. Like he goes on the show with Antor Deck and he's like, oh yeah, I'm an ex-heroin addict. It would be great if an ex-heroin addict could be number one. It's like, what kind of wild representation are you looking for, bro? I feel like that's all we've ever seen. In another scene, he's like talking about getting to number one and he's like, I want to be number one over a young pop star. Like, why should a young pop star be? And it's like, it's not about ageism when it comes to you. You've got no talent. Like, if you've got no talent, Mm. but you're a white male, you're like going around being like, I should be number one over someone younger than me. Like, just shut up, sit back down. Mm. I think in this film, he's meant to be like a filthy, a cheeky chappy, right? I think that's what they're trying to do. There's this bit where he goes on a talk show and he opens his flies in someone's face. Oh, I didn't see that bit. Oh, Hardeep, it's rank, man. And I'm just like, dude, like this isn't even fun. I can't even watch it. But maybe it's just because we are more woke now. Things are less acceptable. But like, I was just like, yeah, this, I can't deal with this. Yeah, his character, the way everything about his character and like, he, like the music video that they do and the singing, I can't stand it. I don't know who it's for, but it's not for me. It, we're throughout the whole of the film. He is really mean to his manager. He kind of lets on that he's alone, lonely, and his manager's the only one that's there for him. Even though his manager is the only one that's there for him, he'll call him things like, I think he says he's the ugliest man in the world, calls him fat. He's like, oh, I don't want to spend time. Like, I'm just stuck with you kind of thing. And I just thought how... I've noticed this sometimes in like family dynamics or even in like relationships that I've been in. Sometimes the people who are closest around you, they sometimes kind of like bear the brunt of like the worst things. You might take things out on them just because they're there. And he does this, even though he doesn't have anybody else. And you should actually be really grateful that someone's there supporting you this whole time. But he's not. It's just really made me think about not taking things out on people who are close to you because... It's not cool. And I think now I choose my friends and I choose the people I live with and I wouldn't 
dream in a million years of like talking to them the way that I might have talked to my family before or sometimes might still do. Yeah, I just think you've got to be careful just because someone's there not to kind of take them for granted and be mean to them because it's not okay. But this is just it. What made you come to that realisation of like, I can't speak to people like this or whatever? And what do you think made him come to that realisation for him to be like, you're my family, like I want to spend time with you? When throughout the whole film, he's just been cussing him, like left, right and centre. We haven't really seen a tender moment between them before that. Mm. I think the thing that made me come to that realisation in like life is through lockdown I I think I might have mentioned this before but like it was a bit difficult in lockdown because I moved back to my mom's house with my mom my brother not difficult I fucking loved it but um just that I think my brother was going through a bit of a situation where he didn't like the people he worked with and instead of telling them he'd just come home and be annoyed with us okay and he's now said to me he said to me more recently he was like I'm so glad you said that to me sometimes it's just you say one line to someone one time and then they really think about it and he's come back and he's like, yeah, you're right. That's what I was doing then. And I'm like, wow, like you thought you're still thinking about it. It's been two years. And he's careful now to not do that. And I think I definitely did the same when I was there. You know, when you're, when you live with people, you, you're with them all the time. And I guess you can take them for granted or you can kind of like slip into patterns because I choose my housemates. I choose my friends. I want to keep these people in my life and I care about them. You want to treat them well, obviously. And you want to be treated well yourself. So I think... That probably helps. Being away from people helps you appreciate them more. Didn't you, you shared that if you want a good relationship with your family, don't live with them, innit? You said, shared something like that. Yeah, yeah, there was a tweet that was going around and it's gone viral and stuff. And it's something like that. Like if you want to have a good relationship with your parents, move out. And yeah. I think it goes back to that idea that, yeah, you probably do take so much stuff for granted when you're living together that you're not necessarily showing appreciation or taking time out to have quality time or things like that that you would do with every other relationship that exists but not necessarily with the ones that if you were living in a familial situation mm. and I really do appreciate the little things that people do for me now as opposed to before maybe I don't know when you're in it sometimes you can't see it yeah I guess but it was like this dude he went to Elton John's party I can't remember what the turning point was for him he was like he gets to number one he goes to Elton John's party and then he comes back and he's like oh you know everyone was surrounded by their family or whatever and I, I realize you're my family is that what he did I think the point of it was it was empty whatever the party was it was empty and then you realize i'm not actually having a good time with these people and i'd rather be with people i care about mm. has that ever happened to you like you've gone somewhere and you're like why well, oh that happened to me the other week when i um went to that exhibition and it was full of wankers and then i was like why would i want to be in a room of people like this I, d I do it all the time like i kind of even i've done it on i've told you in it before i've done it on previous dates where i've just been like why am i here with you when i could be somewhere else with people i love like what's the point Mm. But that's that's also not the right outlook to have. <laughs> yeah. Because um, if you want to, you know, I don't know, if you want to date or whatever, then you've got you've to deal with that side of things of not being with people that you love in your spare time or whatever. Mm. You've got to give other people a chance. And I guess that's another side of it. But one thing I noticed about this, like what you're talking about, is that there was loads of romantic love stories. We've talked about this before. So much romantic love in this film and that there were a couple of relationships where like this one focuses on like I guess a friendship that's like family right mm -hmm. or a, a colleague that's like family of a, a work a work relationship and then there was the other one where there's the American lady 
whose brother's got like a mental illness and she's always on the phone to someone. Then you find out it's a brother. You find out the storyline after she is about to sleep with her office crush. Who's a painting. I knew you would like him. I knew you would like him. He's so hot. But doesn't he just turn out to be a waste man? Does he? He has no idea how to converse with her about her brother. And then the minute she decides to call her brother, it's like he's out of there. And then he just goes back to being like, Merry Christmas, mate. See you later, mate. I don't blame him because he doesn't know what's going on. Like, imagine you're, if I, if I want to spend time with you and you keep answering the phone to someone else, I'd be like, well, I'm going then. See ya. Doesn't that mean you have a conversation to be like, okay, what's going on? Like, can I help you? Blah, blah, blah. I feel like the... But she didn't say anything. She explained that I need to talk to my brother. Like, he's he's ill. He's There's this going on. Did she with... say I'm Ill? He's ill. She did say he's not very well. She said he's not very well and like da 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 da. Oh, like, so I just feel maybe like maybe that's a lesson about timing. I don't even know. I just think there's a lesson about communication. If it's like if someone wants to sleep with you but they don't want to get to know what's going on in your life or understand that part of you, mm-hmm. that's fucking lame. That man's a dick. I just thought you are a dick. You're all right looking, but you're a twat, bruv. Bro, did you see his arms, man? I let him hold me in those arms. Don't give a shit. He's he's not ca- if he's not capable of anything emotional, no emotional support. Like fuck off, bro. There's plenty like you out there. Like you're not the only one. I feel you, man. Uh, I thought that was love him, but- is all around <laughs> me. <laughs> you trying to soften the situation? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> feel my anger. Um, no, but then the other thing was that Hugh Grant and Emma Thompson are bloody brother and sister in this. What the fuck? And she thinks that he's coming to see her at the nativity. I was like, hi, hi, Hugh Grant, you're the, the worst brother ever. Yeah, he was, that was a shit move. That was a shit move. Very, very shit. Very, he was just very... there for his ting. Another honourable mention that we're going to give that um, wasn't a romantic relationship was the Liam Neeson and his stepson, Sam, storyline, because that was beautiful. Even today, like, I feel like it was. It, it stands the test of time. It's a lovely, lovely relationship. It's a lovely storyline. It was very nice. So, Hardy, apart from this guy representing white male privilege, what are you saying thank you next to? I'm saying thank you next to taking things out on people who are closest to you just because they're there. Don't do it. But also, he was like proper taking things out on someone that was trying to essentially make him grow Mm. and do the best for him and stuff. And it was like taking advantage of that situation that he knew that that guy's job was to make him grow kind of thing. Mm. So he thought he could be mean to him. Yeah, yeah. It's a dick move. Next. So we're going to get on to our second lesson. This one is coming from Raj. So one top me. I never thought I'd have to say this anywhere, but body shaming is never okay. And yeah, this is an obvious lesson. Hardeep, do you know why I'm saying this? I mean, this entire film is like a body shaming red flag. Like they can't, I swear they don't go, they can't go 10 minutes without saying something. Yeah, if we looked at it, I guarantee you someone's getting called fat, chubby or something like every 10 minutes, probably, right? I haven't watched a film in such a long time where there was so much body shaming. Mm. So I was really shocked by it. I was like, what is going on? And the majority of the body shaming, I mean, we've already talked about some of it that exists with um, white male privilege guys' uh, manager, but... There's a lot of it around Martine McCutcheon, a.k.a. Tiffany from EastEnders. And I remember in those days, the press used to write about her and be like, oh, she's curvy and she's this and she's that. Looking at her in this film, she's not plus size. She's, she's just, just regular normal. looking. 
She's not wearing plus size clothing, I don't think. She's wearing pencil skirts. And like, as someone mm. who can't fit into a pencil skirt, like I will say she's definitely not fat because I have a big belly. I can't fit into a pencil skirt right now. She was wearing pencil skirts and they were tucked in, like she had stuff tucked in. You could see her figure. It was small. Also, she had no podge on her face. She didn't have a double chin. There's nothing like, not that, you know, that would justify her being called it. But what I'm saying is she's actually not big. But throughout this movie, there is constant references to how big she apparently is so the first time that i noticed it was when she's talking to the prime minister hugh grant and he's trying to find out her situation because obviously he fancies her he's trying to ask her if she's got a man and whatnot whatnot and then she's like oh no i'm i'm single now i broke up with my ex blah 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 he's all apologetic about it and she's like no 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 it's, it's good that i got rid of him because he told me i was getting too fat her next sentence is like he said no one's gonna fancy a girl with thighs the size of big tree trunks do you think maybe at the time they were just having a laugh because that's what she got called all the time i'm just looking at pictures of her right she's got like kim k body but but obviously not a natural looking um but in the film she looks slim yeah i don't know what era you're looking at but this era that she's been filmed in she's she ain't slim. got that body she does not have a kim k body in this movie i don't know it's, it's just a bit weird and then um the way he responds he's like i could have him murdered like i know mi5 or whatever and i thought that's a great response. That's a valid response. Good. Never in this film does he ever... Oh, no, he does it. Oh, my God, he does it at the end as well. What does he say? Oh, God. So, like, at the end of the movie, when everyone's coming out of bloody Heathrow, because that's what happens at the end of the movie, because it starts with a sentence about Heathrow, then it has to end at Heathrow, because that's how cheesy we are. Oh, God, I didn't even notice that. <laughs> I've just realised now. And then he's coming out of the out of Heathrow, and she's going up to him she gives him a hug and he picks her up and then he goes oh you weigh a lot don't you oh yeah oh, he does yeah God. he does he's like bro like even okay so for the whole movie he really had my respect because he didn't when other people were saying stuff to him he was proper like really like kind of questioning them not necessarily outright doing it but in a subtle way i would say he wasn't going along with it the, the next time i noticed it was like when he he wants to get her fired or something yeah he wants to get her let go of right for some sort of thing that happened with the president and he calls this lady in and he's like, oh, mate, can you get rid of Natalie or whatever? And she's like, um, oh, the chubby one. Mm. <laughs> and he's like, chubby, is that what you would call her? And she's like, uh, arse, thighs, uh, what woman is going to go and say that to a dude and be like, yeah, I mean, her arse is fat, her thighs are fat. No, no, no. It's like, you guys are all in the PM's office. Like, what? What? And it was just worse that a woman was saying it. And then the other time I noticed it is when he goes to get her from her house and her family are like, oh, Podgy, get Podgy. So yeah, like her really family bad. call her Podgy or whatever. Oh, sorry, it's Plumpy. It's mm. Plumpy, not Podgy. I made Podgy up. Um, but anyway, like, it's just a bit mad. And it's just like, I've never felt the need to even discuss this before, but it's just like, mm -hmm. it's so evident in this movie. I don't understand why it's there because she's not big. Uh, I get the joke about her her ex-boyfriend like saying that she's got, you know, chubby thingies because I have I've heard stories of girlfriends telling me about men they have been with for years telling them that they need to lose weight or oh should you be eating that oh da 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 da, da and things like that and that, that's enraged me yeah it's just to see this in a film and just be like repetitively thrown at us and then even in the end the one guy who wasn't doing it actually goes and does it and says oh you weigh a lot I can't believe that this is her entire character her entire character is that and swearing and being like whatever being common that's actually really sad i wish she she had a bit more summit to her 
I actually think she was really charming. Like her character was yeah, really charming, and she's like, good, but it's sad. I don't know. I'm just. I want to say thank you. Now that I've thought about this, I want to say thank you next to their whole relationship. Because if he's going to turn around and call her fat and comment on her weight after she's told him she broke up with her ex because of it, he needs to go as well. That's very true. I think we thought about this a lot. I don't know if they have thought about it as much as, as we have, but I am. it is sad to know that this is her entire character, that she's the one that people say all this to. It's not aged well, and I hope a film like this would not be about now and no one would get away with it now. But also what is also interesting is it shows you that body shaming she's got body shamed by her new ting body shamed by her old ting body shamed by her colleagues and body shamed by her family it's a bit fucked a bit fucked man and that's another thing you know like families like decide to create these random nicknames for people yep. and stuff i mean i've never had one but no actually my mom does tell me when i'm fat and she does call me more do which is fine because i'm trying to lose weight now i don't know i've got thicker skin i guess but it's like to have those kind of nicknames i just think it's not okay Mm. for some reason people think that within a family situation it's okay i think people think it's endearing this really reminds me actually oh my god it's so bad when i was in primary school um i had a relative that died but they're not close to me like someone's someone like died and then i got told to write down i think we were talking about something that had happened and that came in my mind and they were like talk about Maybe they were trying to give a lesson about death in primary school. And they were like, talk about, I think people might have been talking about their pets and things. And they were like, what was one thing that you guys enjoyed together? And I wrote down, oh my God, this is like literally from the vault of my memory. I wrote down that they teased me. And then the teacher said to me, that's not positive. And I was was like, "Uh, is it not? Like, I didn't realize that that's not like a loving thing to do. Did you think it was banter? Um... I think I wrote it down like it was banter, but it never was banter and it's not funny. But yeah, just because they, yeah. do, I think you get desensitized to this stuff and sometimes you need a good white teacher to say, <laughs> what you've been doing at home is not correct. All right, guys. So if you have a story to share around someone body shaming you, whether you're in a relationship with them, they were your friend or relative, like tell us about it. Actually, I remembered, I was telling you, wasn't I, that my friend tried to do it to me and she tried to be like, because we wanted to create a fashion line back in the day. And I was slim. I was so slim. It was ridiculous. I was about size six, but I had boobs, right? And I remember her saying to me, yeah, because you could represent the curvy girls and I'll represent like everyone else. And I was, in my head, it planted a seed that like, everyone else sees me as curvy and bear in mind that i was a size six like that's fucking stupid that's mental email us at hi thank you next podcast at gmail.com with your stories that just reminded me my grandma used to tell me i was fat growing up right and i was a stick like bones so i've always have hated like my stomach and stuff i still do oh that's why you don't wear crop tops i always try and make you wear crop tops no man not round here. Oh, what are you saying thank you next to? I'm saying thank you next to body shaming and staying with someone, staying in a relationship with someone that comments on your weight. That is not it. We do not allow it. We will not... What's the word? Condone. Yeah, we will not condone it. Except. No acceptance of that around here. Thank you. Next. Thank you. Okay, we're on the third lesson. This lesson comes from Hardy. So one taught me. Keep your beliefs in check this sounds deep coming from love actually are you sure has to be said so (laughs) yeah our boy mark always talks about mark graves the relationship expert that i I was like which mark yeah okay yeah that i fucking love he always talks about like the beliefs you have about dating why you hold on to certain beliefs so for example i did like one of his um an activity where he was like what do you think about something or 
I don't know, you might think, oh, I'm too much for someone or I hate all Asian men, for example, or something like that. And it's like, why do you hold that belief? What does the belief kind of protect you from? Yeah. And when I did this activity, all the beliefs, basically, at the end, any belief I had just op- operates from like a place of fear. So it's like, oh, um, I don't know, no one will ever love me. Another thing is like, sometimes I'll think about brown guys and I'll be like, oh, I can't bother to deal with their family or their the views that they might have. Some of that is like, I guess, coming from what I've experienced. So you just think, oh, okay, I might experience that again. But it's also just like cutting yourself off from experiencing poopy experiences that you would have had but anyway where this comes from is the guy in the film like the what who what is his name he's like the young ginger guy yeah the young george let me find out who he is one minute let me just find out who he is yeah like uh his name is chris marshall he plays colin okay so the guy who plays colin chris marshall i feel like i've seen him in something else i don't know what he's in but he always plays he's in that show where he plays a detective i've forgotten what it's called but i feel like he just always plays like a cheeky lost chappy vibe so he's on the lookout for love he wants love but his belief is english girls are all stuck up that's like saying everybody in the whole of england is stuck up and then you think why would you have that belief because you hold that belief it's like when you say i'll never be happy or i'll never do this or i'll never do that So you're kind of putting it out there, like English girls are all stuck up. Therefore, all you're going to see, all you're looking for is English girls are stuck up. So you're in like a cycle. You're never going to get out of it. He does go to America. Yeah, he finds some girls, whatever, which you weren't a fan of the way those girls were portrayed. But I don't think you can ever say there's nobody for me in this whole country. I don't think that is actually accurate. Yeah, and like, really, he was just talking about women he was meeting at work or I don't know where he was going to look for women because he didn't, it was like, we didn't actually see enough of that. Like, he was, I think he was just looking at women at work. He was trying it with random girls wherever he was delivering food. His approach was not the one. He was trying it with, every, he was like, oh, all right, beautiful, all right, this, all right, that. Checking them yeah. out. Oh, I'll save this sandwich for you. I saw him look at someone's ass once as well. No, and it's just, uh, it was just like, Oh, women are random little things that I can easily win over with my accent if I go to America because American women are easy. And and that was the portrayal we kind of got. Even like the minute he goes to America and he sees all these women like at the bar and they're like, are you British? Are you British? Oh my God. And he's like, yeah. And he, he ultimately becomes this babe magnet. That's not real. It's not real. And I understand because... I didn't see it as American girls easy. I just thought this is completely unrealistic and it's just trying to paint the thing of if you have an accent, you can get someone. Also, American girls don't wear clothes in this movie. Like they're just wearing like little booty shorts and they're wearing like booby top. Yeah, like I was just like, okay, I'm confused. Because even when they come to Heathrow Airport, they're all dressed really like scantily. They're in like little booty shorts, aren't they? When they're at Heathrow Airport, when he brings two girls. like So that's when he brings Denise Richards and one of the girls from American Pie and... Denise Richards just comes and like kisses his mate on the lips. Like, please. Never going to happen. She's like, oh, I heard you were hot. I heard you were hot. And just bang, kiss. Okay, guys. We have a Scottish friend, right? And I love his accent so much. I tell him every time. Everyone loves his accent. But then even mum heard his accent the other day and was like, he's got the best voice in the world. I was like, I know. And she said what I said, which is find me somebody that you know, because he's gone back to Scotland now. And, um, but that's how we do find the accent very saucy and we do want it but i find any accent saucy well that that's how i read it i read it as like oh it's a different accent from mine mate if me and you went to america 
we'd get it too. No, don't get me wrong. <laughs> American boys like how we speak and stuff, but at the same time, like... I don't think they're going to jump on us. It doesn't mean they won't have to work for anything. And I think the way it was, was like, you don't even have to work for anything. Yes. Like, I'm just a British man. And again, it was a bit of a privilege there. Mm -hmm. And it's like, shut up. There is a lot of white man privilege in this. How these girls were presented and stuff. It was embarrassing. Yeah. But I get what you're saying about like, you know, him believing that there was no one in the UK there for him. It's like that TikTok meme that I always say, nobody likes me, Harry. I'm done. I'm done. He was like that. He was like, I'm done. Nobody likes me. I'm going. I say it all the time to my mates. Like, nobody likes me. I'm done. Mm. I'm done. But um, yeah, it's also, I'm not really putting myself out there right now. I'm not really doing anything. So I'm, I'm saying that stuff for a joke. I'm not really saying it and meaning it. Like there's, and also he needs to realize what he was doing was pathetic. Like being like, you're all right, yeah, save this sandwich for you. I'm getting really annoyed with all the men in this movie now. It's really annoying. They are annoying. Okay. I, I just want to go back to the beliefs for a second about English girls being stuck up. All of English girls are stuck up. I've had this conversation recently with my friends who date they'll date only or they only find one type of person attractive. So they'll either like, like white guys or black guys or Asian guys or whatever. And right. obviously everything can be, could be this deep or it could not be. But like, say if we're in England and tomorrow I say, I'm only going to date Korean men. You have said that. I mean, <laughs> I've been saying it. Obviously I find them attractive. Yes. But why would I say that? If I say I'm only, that's a very small pool to go from and then you've got to think why are you saying that i'm like trying to protect myself or my heart or whatever but what are you protecting yourself from by dating a korean man what's a korean man gonna no not a korean just like no no because i'm because they're so hard to find save hypothetically i'm only gonna date a korean man they're all over hinge mate that i always get korean guys in hinge okay but in the uk say they're not like them they're not the majority here are they <laughs> they're harder to find they're on hinge i'm telling you that okay they're... all right but say like if um, you said to yeah. me you're only gonna date Sri Lankan men. Right. Yeah, then that's a small pool for you to pick from. So then it's harder if you to actually get anyone. And then it's like, are you setting this up on purpose? So then you don't. Yeah, but then some people like, for example, let's say if someone was Sri Lankan and they wanted to date a Sri Lankan man because they wanted to have the same, I don't know, upbringing or God knows yeah. what, right? Or speak the same language or mm. then it's like, that's actually... Yeah, it's fair enough. Yeah, is that a deal? that's like what Mel was saying. Is it a deal breaker versus a preference or mm -hmm. whatever? But I don't know. But then this whole thing of like Korean stuff, like I feel like most people are just fetishizing random stuff. Like, and no, it's true though. And it's like <laughs> I, I remember I used to live with this girl. Charles. Yeah, yeah. And it was like when I lived with, um, when I lived with this girl called Stacy. All right, I lived with this girl called Stacy, right? And, um, she was obsessed with Save the Last Dance and she thought she was the lead character in Save the Last Dance. If you don't know, Save the Last Dance is a movie starring Julia Stiles and um, Julia Stiles is obviously white and she incorporates hip hop into ballet, yeah. right? And she's dating a black guy in the <laughs> Have movie. you seen that movement she does? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's, yeah, and she's dating a black guy in the movie. And like, so this girl that I was living with decided, Stacey, Stacey decided that she just wanted to date black men because she decided that she was the character in that movie. And anywhere that we would go and there'd be a black man, that would be it. She would corner them. Imagine being on the receiving end of someone just like. Uh, I remember like being in McDonald's and she was like, I want to have black babies. And, you know, me and my friend, my friend was mixed raised. Uh, we were just sitting there like looking at each other like, what do we say to this? <laughs> like, because you just don't know. How do you handle? Like, anyway, so then that happened. And I remember one time there was this dude, this uncle dude, yeah, who happened to be black. Okay. An old uncle guy. Yeah. Who came to fix something in the flat. Uh, maybe it was the heating. Maybe it was a sink. Something along those lines. Stacey used to do really weird things where she would like 
undress, get in a towel and walk around to impress people. Uh, and I think I think she got with that guy. I think she tried to get his number and stuff. It was just a bit. I don't know. It was uncomfortable. But it, what I wanted to say was, in one way, she knew what she wanted, and she wasn't afraid to get it because she used to go for every person that came along. But that's proper but weird, B, though, isn't it? Like, yeah, it was. You very get weird. an idea of what know. you want physically. I don't know, but what extreme do we take this to? Obviously, skin color is one thing. But what if you just like girls who are brunettes? Yeah, and then you're just. All brunettes. I'm just trying to think. I, I do like blonde guys, so yeah. Oh, blonde beard guys are hot. What was I going to say? I think it's weird as well to be like, oh, my babies are going to look like this. I want my babies to look like this. Like, I was thinking okay. as well in my head, you know how far this goes? I remember I had a friend from school, a Bengali girl, and like she was only ever going to marry a Bengali guy, and she has. I remember even just being in primary school, her saying babies are cute and mixed race babies are cute. Like, where does these... Like, I remember... Because I'd never heard anyone say that before. It's the first time I've ever heard it. And I just think all babies are the same, whatever. They don't just fucking small and fat. No, it's not fat. Uh, small and... All right, I'm not going to... I will say this now because I'm going to say it with my chest. Some babies are not cute. Yeah, some babies are ugly. And that's a thing. Yeah, as long as the baby's cute, it's good. You keep. I feel like they're only cute <laughs> after like six months, aren't they? Yeah, once they start to develop... Some of them don't have features that like are developed. They all look like raisins when they oh first Oh my God, yeah. Out. Raisins with eyes. It's just odd. It's like, okay, what do you want me to do with this? Okay. Sorry, we need to move on. But yeah, the beliefs thing. Um, this guy basically, Colin. Is it Colin? Yeah. He basically thought he had to change, go to a different country to find love. When actually... Yeah. Love is all around. Oh my God, do you know what else this reminds me of? Is like, you know, Colin Firth is in this movie and he has that weird love story with um, the Portuguese girl. And he brings, obviously- Lady doesn't even know. Yeah, at the end, uh, when she comes back from Portugal with him, she meets all of his mates. So she meets Kira Knightley, Kira Knightley's husband and his best friend. And she says to him, oh, I didn't realise all Englishmen were so hot. Maybe I married the wrong Englishman. Yeah. I thought that was mad funny because it's like- now she's created a stereotype in her head that Englishmen are hot. <laughs> and she married the wrong one because she just settled for the first one that came along. Is he married? Who? Colin Firth, probably. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Probably. I don't know why. <laughs> you want to get in there? He's, he's so like, I'm sure he's probably funny or something, yeah, but he seems just like a piece of paper. I actually love him. I love any movie with him in it. Like, I'll watch it because he's in it. Don't think he's so, like, stiff. I think it works for him. Whatever's going on with Colin Firth, it works for him. And it's not... I don't know what it is. It's just he's... He always plays pretty much the same guy in every movie, and I'm here for it. It's like a plank of wood. I'm still Can't here for it. I'm around. here for it. Do you, think he's Listen, ever, do you think he's ever moved his shoulders, like, loosened them up? He pulled Bridget Jones, so I'm like... In real life? No. He pulled Bridget Jones well, in the go, movie. Then, Any, never mind. Um... But no, I get what you're saying. And like, I, I think I do that a lot, what this guy said. And sometimes I, I think certain things about dating. I often feel like men don't like me because I'm outspoken as well. I often feel like that. And uh, if that's the case, then fine, cool. But like, it is a self-belief that I have. Do you know what I mean? Why do you think you think that? Because I've had that experience of dudes being like, mm. oh, you need to pare it down. Like the, when we're dating, it's all like good. But then when they, you know, obviously I went like previously when I was married, it wasn't good anymore. Mm. It was like my mouth wasn't good anymore. My thoughts weren't good anymore. Blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, okay, you guys all think you want an outspoken girl to be with. But when it comes down to settling down with one, you can't handle that. Mm. So, that so it's in my head and it's, it's a hard thing for me to get rid of it. I don't really know how to get rid of it. And I, like his solution was, oh, I'll go to America because British girls are stush. 
what's my solution? Oh, I'll pare myself down. No. No, but you got to think the people who love you, love you because you are who you are. Yeah, okay. Maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe. And you've made a career of having a personality. Mm, have I? Yeah. Mm, question mark. Mate, people always in our DMs like, I love Raj. I love Raj. Shut up, man. No, they're not. You're such a dick. Yeah, they are. They're like, Raj, loved what you said today. Who's Addy? <laughs> <laughs> no, they're not. They're never like that. You're such a knobhead. Uh, no, but it's it's, weird, it's a weird one, but I don't know. I was, maybe I need to do some Mark Groves courses, mate. Basically... When I did that course, all of the beliefs that I held, I can't remember what they were. I've got them written down somewhere. It's like, I have them because I'm trying to protect myself from being hurt. That's always what it is. Maybe that's what it is with me as well. Same thing. Oh, and he also says a thing about people want to be proved right. So it's like, I will do whatever to prove myself right. Like I'll keep putting myself in situations to prove I'm right rather than admit I'm wrong or change or do anything just because I'd rather be right. So what are you saying thank you next to? I'm saying thank you next to holding on to your beliefs so hard that you think you need to get a fucking plane to a different country to find a girl when actually look around. I'm sure someone likes you in this country. Just look a bit harder. Aye. Right, we're on to our final lesson. And this one is coming from Raj. So... One taught me. One taught me to stop romanticizing gestures just because they're there and they exist and they are a physical gesture, whether it be a gift, a dance, a public thing like sending a man dressed as an ape to your office or did that happen i know things like that happen like i've seen it in movies but um the one Has it happened to you no the one i'm talking about is this one that i'm wearing look Cardi, i have love actually pajamas i had to buy this because my niece loved love actually but anyway your niece yeah so it says to me you are you, have, you don't have a niece i do have a niece my cousin's kid not my brother's kid you don't have a brother imagine if you had a secret sibling this whole time we have to get through this all right so going back to love actually there's a situation with kira knightley her husband who is called peter i believe and his best friend who i ain't going to give a name to because he doesn't deserve a name and like yeah does he have a name yeah he has a name but we're not going to call we're just going to call him the bestie yeah okay the whole situation here is that Bestie is in love with Peter's wife-to-be. So they get married and everything. And Bestie organises this really nice choir where Lyndon David Hall's there and he's singing Fern, all of that. But then as the film progresses, we sort of see that Bestie doesn't talk to Kira Knightley and Kira Knightley thinks Bestie doesn't like her. We also see that Bestie is a bit obsessed with Kira Knightley because he's taken really weird video footage of her while she's getting married to his best friend, Peter. The video footage was a bit of you, actually, quite artsy and like, yeah, yeah, you like that. I was like, I would have done that. I like artsy footage. Yeah. Like, it was a bit wanky and that. It was like, okay, like I would definitely take wanky footage. I didn't think like it that. was wanky. It was a bit wanky. It was a bit artsy slash wanky. Artsy stuff, it tends to be wanky, no? I didn't think it was wanky. Yeah, 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 yeah. So um, anyway, so her wedding film flops and it's got a blue tinge so she's like oh can i come see you yeah i want to do this wedding film whatever whatever she also has absolutely no boundaries she just turns up at his house goes in his house looks for the vhs finds it puts it on he's like no don't put it on puts it on she sees all this footage and she's like oh my god it's all of me the footage is literally peter's not in it it's just her in every scene 
It's like there's my dead girlfriend on TikTok videos. Oh, yeah, uh, like, it is. It's like the highlights of them looking beautiful. And actually, Hardy, wouldn't you be, if that was you and you went in and- I'd you, be fucking you, freaked you out. You would be freaked out because it's like, why is this guy taking this footage of me? And she wasn't like that. She was just like, um, it's all just me. <laughs> yeah. If that was me or you, I think we would genuinely be worried and planning our escape routes and stuff because it's just like- it's, Yeah, I'd leave. It's slightly dodgy. And also the fact that he's given her the impression that he hates her because she was like, oh, you know, but you don't like me. Why did you make this footage of me? You don't like me. You always just talk to Peter when we're out. You never talk to me. And then he said something like, it's self-preservation. I just don't understand what's going on with this guy, A, because it's like, it's self-preservation of what? Are you preserving your friendship with Peter or are you preserving opening yourself up? Like, what is what is your issue? I feel like he's acting the way he is because he... He knows what it is is wrong, so he's just staying away. But he's making all this dodgy video footage and that. The weird thing is, despite that, then he does the gesture. That's the weird thing. The gesture is the worst. So, like, a couple of scenes down the line, it's Christmas. He knocks on the door. He knocks on her door. She says to Peter, oh, I'll get the door. She comes down, and there's the bloody sign. And it says, tell them it's carol singers. Asking her to lie to her husband. Yeah, and there's and she says it. She's like, it's carol singers! And then there's like sign after sign after sign. And the one that everyone uh, thingies is this one. To me, you are perfect. He don't even know her though. I don't know how much he knows of her because we don't know any of their previous, like, because we, we see them at the wedding and that's it. And that's like our first time seeing them. But it's like, yeah, it's either like he's in love with an infatuated version that he's created inside of his head of her or he's actually in love with her or whatever. But that's what pisses me off. He then goes, to me, you are perfect. And then his next one is, my wasted heart will love you until you look like this. So, and then there's a picture of like some shriveled old whatever. And I just don't understand. So you are saying you're actually fully balls deep in this saying that you are in love with your best friend's wife. And we, as an audience, have romanticized this as, oh, this is how you profess your love to someone, blah, 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 blah. And this gesture is like, it's repeated in loads of movies, loads of music videos, loads of TV shows. The last time I saw it was in this film that came out this year called Love Hard. They did it exactly the same thing. But it's just like, she then goes and kisses him, yeah? And you said this to me. Which is proper weird. Yeah. And like, it's a kiss on the lips. To me, it looked like a peck. You're classifying it as a kiss, yeah? A proper kiss. I'm not saying it's a snark. But it's still a kiss. It's the kiss is a kiss. But then it's like, what line is she crossing? Yeah, what line right. has he just crossed? Like, and Peter's sitting upstairs watching TV blood. Thinks it's carol singers. <laughs> what I think is, um, it's actually, okay, so it's a gesture, yeah? But as far as gestures go, getting a piece of card and writing on it is actually not that deep. Like, it's not all that. Like, I'm all right, actually. I don't need that. She clearly needed it. She like decided to go back, go up to him, hug him and give him a kiss. And then he says to himself, enough now. So I'm just like, what was the need to A, do that? Like, what is his motivation in doing that? And like, why have we turned this whole thing into a romantic thing when this is like literally not red flag. This is just a red flag is a warning. This isn't a red flag. This is more than a red flag. His mate's upstairs watching Corey. He's professing he's in love with her, right? Mm. But I just think, yeah, it's sad and pathetic that that's what the real actual storyline is. But we, like Tesco, are still making pyjamas with this on it. And girls are going, oh, that's so cute. That's so sweet. What gesture would you like? And what would you do if this guy came to your door? Yeah, you know what? The only time I'd like anyone to use these sort of signy things or whatever, I think if it, if it was someone that had really pissed me off and not said sorry, because I've got a real thing about people not owning up to their bullshit. And if they decided to say sorry like that, publicly holding up signs and being like, then I'd be like, all right, cool. Maybe I'll forgive you. Okay. Maybe. What's the gesture to you? What's like a good gesture? 
a genuine gesture. For me now, I think if someone is feeling the need to do a gesture that's as large as this, I'll have to think about it. Like, are they doing it to love bomb me or are they doing it because they actually mean it? And this is how they express themselves. I think with you and me, you've learned that I express myself by gifts and being like, let's go to this place or do you know what I mean? What do you like though? I just like genuine people. I like genuine, I like genuine, genuinity. I like people that say what they mean and mean what they say. Mm. I think that's the most important thing to me and people whose actions match up to their words that I think that means more to me than gestures. But don't get me wrong, there probably was a time in my life where I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. But it's interesting because even Kim Kardashian and Kanye, you know, like she said that that was one of the reasons like that she had to file for divorce or whatever because she was like, she realized that with Kanye, she had all these wild, amazing gestures, these amazing experiences, one of a kind things that she knows she wouldn't get anywhere else, but that she just wanted someone to do the small stuff with. Yeah, that stuff's actually quite empty. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. I can do a gesture, but what does that mean if I'm treating you like shit or like? Yeah, and or if you can't give me your time, yeah, if you can't give me your time and you're giving me gestures, like what am I going to do with these gestures? Love don't cost a thing, is what J Lo said. You know what I mean? A hundred percent. But yeah, like, what did you think of this storyline? Because I know this was your first time watching it, but like, have you seen these signs before? I know about the signs because you've told me about them before. Okay. (laughs) Um, We chatted about them. I think maybe on our last Christmas episode. Um, I think it is weird that he proper fancies his mate's uh, wife and obviously he's really nervous for her to find the video then she did and then obviously she worked it out I don't think he tried hard enough to get it off her or to get her out no yeah, <laughs> he could have just like smashed not. it like turned no. it off and be like Ooh, lost it yeah yeah and I do think it is a bit of an odd gesture to like go with the cards and then how did he know she was going to answer and then tell her to lie and say it was lie and then he gets a kiss I feel like he's getting the best of both worlds I hope he's moved on and found somebody else yeah didn't he put that weird thing like being like by next year hopefully I'll be with one of these girls and he had a mood board of loads of models on his papers that he was carrying he's fucking weird it's just a weird yeah and she was like smiling it's a weird character I think she didn't know where it was going and then the kiss is just like was that was the kiss a thank you for your efforts was it a pity yeah I hope so or, or was it like yeah man there's there's a little ting <laughs> God, nah. no she's got Peter I don't, I don't like it but I just think yeah it's sad that this gets romanticized so much and everyone thinks this is a romantic gesture to the point where it's on PJs and like yeah I'm wearing the PJs now Maybe it's just the weird love actually fans who love this film. Who loves who loves this film? I who actually likes it? Hardeep, everyone. What? What is there to like about this film? Everyone. It was okay. You know, now that I think about it, I lo- I really enjoyed Martin McCutcheon in it. I enjoyed Hugh Grant as a PM and things like that, but You said he was sexy. I was just saying like he he comes across as this young hot PM and it's like we've never had a young hot PM. And the closest you like Rishi Sunak in it. You said that to me. You said to me, Rishi Sunak is a bit peng. He's not peng. Why did I say this? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) You're going through a brown boy fetish at the moment, maybe. Oh, well. What are you saying thank you next to? I'm saying thank you next to romanticizing these wild gestures, especially gestures like this when you don't understand what the context of them actually is. Always check the context of a gesture before you start romanticizing it. Thank you. Next. So I was going to say to you, Hardy, like overall, did you not notice that like in this film, there's this whole thing where it's like, Christmas is a time to be honest. Christmas is a time to express your love. Christmas is a time to be with the ones you love. 
And that kind of irked me a little bit as well. I'm sure it is and all of that, but it's like, why wait till Christmas to profess your love? Why wait till Christmas to be honest with people? Like that idiot there doing the gesture, being honest with Keira Knightley. Why are you doing that, Anna? What, what expense? Do you think that's made her Christmas? No. I don't think so. Well, I hope not. I think he's made it more complicated. Yeah, he's just fucked things up. But I just think we're really good at... We're good at telling each other how we feel all year round. Yeah. Yeah, I do think there's a lot of pressure. Like last night when uh, my mum was about to leave, we turned on the radio and they were talking about Christmas and not putting too much pressure on yourself over Christmas, which I think is a great story. But like the more people talk about this being, oh, that song, the most wonderful time of of the year. It's just too much. Like... Give it a fucking rest, mate. Because you know what? And it might not be wonderful. Like, we haven't talked about it, but like, you know, my rabbit's not very well. She hasn't been well for a while. It might not be the most wonderful time of the year for me. And like... People going and hanging out with their families, not everyone's got the greatest dynamic. You know, people in situations that aren't that great. So... Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of weird this weird pressure at Christmas and there's a lot of this weird this weird thinking at Christmas where this is the time to be honest. This is the time to profess your love. Uh, no, if you're going to... If you want to do it, do it anyway. Don't wait till Christmas. Mate, this is a time to do what the fuck you need to do for yourself, all right? All right, mate. On that note, have you seen when Bilbo Baggins, lol, I don't know his name, the two ones that are having sex, Bilbo and the lady from... uh... They have a really good storyline. That's my favourite storyline in this film. I wish that that was a film itself. They're sex doubles. (laughs) Which I thought was quite progressive for the time. It was very progressive and it was really cute. It was really well done, isn't it? It was was very well done. I did think it was weird when he was massaging her boobs. I was like, oh. But the director told him to do it, didn't he? The director was like, can you massage her boobs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But surely they wouldn't allow that in a film now. Uh, I don't know. They have sex coordinators on set now and stuff don't they i don't know how it works no i I remember like i don't know if you know this but someone was telling me that when they're on a film set they put something like hard on your private bits so they don't touch each other yeah good so when they're doing the when they're doing the like things your privates are not touching yeah yeah yeah. i did think there's got to be something okay so the thing that needs addressing here is when bilbo's have it she's bouncing on him and he's going yeah with his head he's lying down flat and he's just like lifting (laughs) what the why is no one talking about that well we all know what he's supposed to be doing no she's on his like dick area so she's like on top of it him having sex Uh, right yeah so he she's on the groin and she's going up and down and he's lying flat and as she's going up and down his head which is flat on the bed is just going like (laughs) oh is it Oh, yeah. I didn't notice that. Oh, God, it's so that. funny. It's like, why? <laughs> There's no need for his head to be doing this while she's down there. Like, it makes no... It's like a It's like a reaction from the, like, uh, from, like, motion. Like... <laughs> you know there's a Bollywood remake of this film? <laughs> no, there's not. There is. It got a Bollywood remake very, very quickly, and it's got, like... Was it called Biar, actually? It's called Salar. Oh, it should have been called Biar, actually. It's called Salame Ishk. I know the song. I think it's actually still on Netflix. Salame Ishk, 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 yeah. And it's got Salman Khan in it, Priyanka Chopra, Jonas, for all of you Jonas Brothers fans. I can't remember who else is in it, but it's like... It... But they ain't got um, sex double people, have they? They ain't got sex stunt doubles. It's not... It wasn't racy. Bollywood wasn't racy at that time, I don't think. Um, so, but yeah, it exists. There's a Bollywood remake of this movie. So if anyone absolutely loves it and you really want to see how another country did it you can treat yourself to that fucking hell you asked me what my funeral song would be i asked you this because there was um liam neeson's wife had a funeral song and it was basically rollers and it was a it was quite a cheery i feel like it was quite a cheery song um so yeah what is do you know what your funeral song would be lethal bizzle pal why is that it's fucking gives you the energy you need the energy for what just fucking get out there and carry on you know what i mean is that what you want 
Yeah. Fucking banger. What about you? Come on. Go hit me one. Uh, the one that I always say is um, it's chasing status with plan B. I rem- no. Remember when I used to feel something? I remember when I used to. No. What? No. I have to find it now. When my heart stops. Na, 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 na. I can't remember. That's it. sad though, little. That's a bit sad. Yeah, but it's like it would be the it would be the opener to the rave, and then I want like confetti and shit to come down, and then I want the lights to go down, and then like up like and like the lights come in, and then I want it to be a rave, and then I want like more songs to come. So it's like so the song is a, he's talking about when blood stops going through his veins and stuff like that in it. So I thought it out as a production, like as an event, like what would happen. So that then everyone would be like, oh, okay, it's like a sad song, but then because the drum and bass kicks in in it. Then it'll be like, oh yeah, like, and then like slowly, slowly, I'll merge it into like a bit of a set of just songs that remind people of me and stuff. So like, it'd be a lot of garage, but, yeah. you know. Fucking hell, Raj. If if you're there, you'll you'll rave it up. You have to. Rave I hope it up. you find like, someone who will. Or oh, maybe it will be me. Yeah, it's probably gonna have to be you. So I'll I'll write the plan up for you. Like they will, when I before I do my will, like because I have to do a will, don't I soon at some stage? But anyway, before I do my my will, I'll do a write up of like the plan and the event and like possible venues and da 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 timings, time codes, caterers, things like that. You know, yeah, you have you have a little plan, and I'll just share the link with a few people. So like, whoever whoever's about, You've got to make it happen. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like you know you hear people they talk about someone's final wishes or their wishes this this that. I wonder how often people actually try. I think that you must have to try and make their wishes true, I guess, but they're not here to actually know. Uh, but I'll try. <laughs> also, I want a bench. I want a bench somewhere with my name on it and something. Oh, written God. About me. Not in here somewhere. Yeah, something cute and like being like, this bitch was da 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 da. Oh, I, I don't know. Not this bitch got me paying the rent. Da 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 da. No, none of that. This bitch got me da 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 da. We, there's there's a lot more that we could talk about, but we actually need to wrap Pick it up. One more, and if you need to, no, I feel I'm, I'm sick and tired of talking about it. And I actually think we might actually use one of this extra bits as a future lesson. So, all right, keep it uh, locked. <laughs> Guys, have a fucking good Christmas. Thank you for listening to the Christmas special of Thank You Next. Make sure you share this episode with somebody who... Loves love, actually, and... Uh, oh, wow. So nobody, then. So many people love this movie, though. Like, why were so many of you in our DMs being like, love, actually, love, actually, love, actually? Why did you put me through this? Tell us what you like about this film, because actually, like, after me experiencing it and being like, oh, I like it, after we've discussed it now, I'm back to square one, aren't I? Yeah, I'm going back to disliking it again. I want to know what you think of the romantic gesture and also if you've had any romantic gestures happen to you what were they and tell us about it i want to hear yeah me and raj are um quite barren on that front right now ain't seen a romantic gesture for a while let me think i feel like the most romantic recent gesture i had was when i met you in notting hill one day (laughs) and you were like oh i got you this and you got me these notebooks and one was like a kim one was like all kardashians and one was like kanye west it was really nice it was really sweet and that was quite romantic oh that's sweet i was gonna say i think the romantic gesture was when the girl picked me up from the ice i was like that was that was quite cute you and that girl had some kind of chemistry though no uh, I have chemistry. No, I was. Gonna- <laughs> what were you gonna say? I have chemistry with my ice skates. Fuck it up. Nah. Um. Do I have chemistry? I thought that was a bit of chemistry. She was a pretty girl. 
But I think, yeah, I think so. She was blonde, everybody, if you don't know. Like, so she was blonde. I think she had blue eyes. She was Norwegian. She had the most beautiful blue eyes. I did tell her that. Oh, did you? I did, yeah. And then? That was me. That was me shooting my shot. I know you're following each other on Insta, so. Uh... Oh, wow, great. <laughs> no more tea to spill. No more tea for us for this year. There's nothing to say. There's nothing to say. Okay, there's not. Okay, well, keep us posted, honey. Keep us posted. I told her to hit me up if she comes here again, but you know, we'll see. Just so you know, me and Hardy are having a little Christmas break. Yes. My mum's bought a vegetarian turkey this year because I was like, I'm not going to have real turkey because mm. uh, I'm going to try to get more veggie. No, you need to make a Wellington. Oh, man. So I took my mum to this vegan Chinese place, which I've told, have I told you about. No. I need to take you. When are you taking it's in me? Up, on Upper Street, Islington. Yeah. Mate, not yet because I need a break from it for a month at yeah. least. So paying me. Everything in there is like... <sighs> so we're going to be back in the new year in 2022 oh yeah also you should make a wellington a vegetarian wellington they're very tasty i've never tried to make a vegetarian wellington i've never made a meaty Mate, wellington a, do you know what i mean like i've, never... I've got a peng recipe with butternut squash and a mushroom really good send it um if you liked what you heard if you liked what you heard you know what to do by now you need to hit subscribe follow on Acast, spotify apple wherever you listen to your podcast send it to your mates tell your mates to listen write us a review it's christmas Give us a little something back. We don't ask for much from you yeah, guys. Yeah, give us a Christmas present review. That's a nice Christmas present review. You can slide in the DMs and say something nice about us, or you can say something horrible about us. We can take it. No, don't. We don't. No, you can't. We don't. Just let just let us know what's going on. Interact with us. How are you? Oh my god, isn't down? this funny? Someone we were out the other day, and someone was like, "Do you guys get trolled a lot from your podcast?" And we were just like, "No." <laughs> It's like what? no, we do not. Uh, no, we don't. That's not an invitation. To start doing it over the Christmas period. <laughs> anyway, okay, stay safe over Christmas. Look after yourselves. Look after your loved ones. Make beef Wellington, veggie Wellington, like Hardy if you want to. I can't believe I'm saying this, but we will be back in 2022. Why can't you believe you're saying this? It's that time. What time? It's come and gone, man. 2021. See you later. Yeah. We'll see you in 2022. And we are hoping to bring you guys some dating experts in 2022. Some comedians. We'll see what happens. I'm not going to let Rad say anything else because we don't know what's happening. So wait it. Wait it there. We'll surprise them, man. It'll be better. 2022 surprise. Uh, we'll be back in the new year, guys. Have a lovely time. Love you. Love you. Thanks for supporting us. Thanks for being here. We appreciate you. Especially if you stay to the end to listen to this bit. Thank you. Next. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.